What if there was a way to eat what you want as someone living with type 1 diabetes and still have your blood sugars cooperate, be more stable, stay in range? Today I'm going to talk to you about how you can have more flexibility in your dietary approach to your type 1 diabetes. In other words, how to eat what you want, when you want, and stay in range. So, without any further ado, let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. When I was first diagnosed, uh, I was in college. I was 19 years old, and in college, I was a bit of a rebel as most people are, uh, did not take care of myself. And that applies to, of course, my type 1 diabetes, but to more than that. I mean, my diet was a wreck. <laughs> I was having California burritos at like 1 o'clock in the morning and, you know, just putting my body through the ringer. And for those of you who don't know, California burrito is like carne asada and french fries and guac and like all the good stuff wrapped inside of a burrito. Uh, not super healthy though, let's just be real. But health aside, I know for a fact that my blood sugars were not cooperating. It falls under one interesting phrase that I kind of came across accidentally over the last week. And it's over the years of you know trial and error, research, uh, chatting with medical teams, and just really trying to dial in type 1 diabetes management for myself and for my clients that I've been able to understand the simplicity behind managing blood sugars with a more flexible approach to our diets. So in other words, the big question that we're all asking ourselves is, how do I eat what I want, you know, feel more normal, not feel restricted, but also have stable blood sugar? See, back then, when I was in college, I was eating what I wanted, for sure. My blood sugars were not cooperating. It was not a, a healthy relationship that I had with food. I would just eat what I want and then ignore the blood sugars. And so now I want to eat what I want, but also have stability and healthy, in-range blood sugars, right? So that question of how do we eat what we want, but also have good blood sugars, comes to mind for a lot of people, a lot of clients that come to us with that question. And so I thought about how I could simplify this uh, idea of that more flexible approach to your diet. And of course we have methods and, and frameworks that we teach within our programs, but uh, for you today I want to give you this phrase that kind of came to mind that really simplifies the entirety of the diabetes diet debacle, right? And that is, if you expect to eat what you want and see stable blood sugars, you have to do one of two things, or both. And that is, to get good at carb counting, or to get the carb count, okay? Get the carb count, or get good at carb counting. One or the other, and it's kind of fun how I, I phrased it out, it sounds like it's backwards, uh, I forget what they call it, but when, like it's spelled the same way forwards and backwards, like race car, you know what I mean? But Get the carb count or get good at counting carbs. That's the entire idea. Now, getting the carb count could be nutritional labels. This could be uh, Googling, you know, how many carbs in a Chipotle burrito. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's about 120, I think it was. Uh, actually, no, that's wrong. It's a burrito bowl plus a tortilla because you get more food that way. There you go, free tip. Uh, but you can get the carb count through searching for it, right? The labels, the math, the scales, um, measuring cups, all that sort of thing, 
or you can get good at counting carbs. Now there's a certain level of guesstimate that goes into counting carbs, but what I don't want you to do is to go look at your plate and go, eh, it's like 50, right? No, 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 we have to look at detailed assumptions and measurements uh, as best we can. Now, if you're not sure how to count carbs, uh, I made a video about that a while back. You can just search um, counting carbs, FTF warrior, something like that. But within counting carbs, you know, building in this knowledge base of how many carbs are in each type of food, you'll start to get an eye for it, right? It, it will come with time if you are staying on top of it and doing your best. Uh, the best way to build that knowledge base for me has been to measure things at home. So if I'm having rice at home, I get a cup measurement, I scoop out a cup of rice, I throw it on my plate and I'm like, that is what a cup of rice looks like. So when I'm at a restaurant or at a friend's house, I can look at it and go, oh, that looks familiar. That's about a cup of rice because I've seen that before and I've measured it before, right? And you'll start to memorize these things like cup of rice for that type of rice is 45 grams for a cup or you know a slice of bread for that type of bread is about 20 grams per slice or maybe a bowl of cereal is like 65 grams of carbs for that right and you kind of get this eye for different carb counts based on different types of foods okay so get the carb count or get good at counting carbs those are your two options and you might be thinking to yourself well matt i'm i'm keto right uh, i don't have to count carbs well, yes, you do. <laughs> You're still counting carbs, but the carb count is just zero, right? Or like two or five, right? You're still counting carbs or rather the counting the lack of carbs. The idea behind it though, is to know what's on your plate, to know what you're dosing for. I mean, you think about it like this, when we are diagnosed with type one diabetes, we are given probably one of the world's most potentially dangerous drugs and said, good luck. Right, you're, you're the one controlling your dosage, and if you take too much, it could kill you. If you take too little, it could lead to some pretty frustrating and dangerous situations, it could put you back in the hospital as well. And we're told, good luck. Now, within this dosing decision we have, a lot of us have developed this kind of ignorance is bliss kind of aspect, like, oh, if I take too much, I'll just eat some sugar, no worries. Oh, if I don't take enough, I'll just correct later, no worries. But there are worries, right? Because that means you are falling out of range each and every time you eat, leading to frustration, which can affect lead you into a series of burnout. We don't want to deal with that. In addition to, of course, the less than ideal blood sugars that you're dealing with, the lows, the highs, why not just get the dose right the first time so you can have confidence in your dose, dose for the amount of insulin you need, so you can eat the food that you want and then not worry about blood sugars. What an idea, right? Now, of course, carbs are not the only thing you have to worry about. We are now realizing there's a lot more to diabetes management than just dosing for carbs. Um, you have to look at fats, you have to look at proteins, you have to look at hydration, stressors, sleep, uh, activity per day, like all these different things do technically impact blood sugars, but right now we're just talking about food, more specifically with the carbs, right? Know the carb count or figure out how to know the carb count based on past knowledge. In other words, look at your plate and know how to pick it apart. X amount of carbs in that plus X amount of carbs in that equals Y amount of carbs. I'm gonna give Z amount of insulin, boom, equation done. Now, of course, within more flexible approaches to diabetes management with having um, you know, a wider selection of the foods that you love, you do have to look at the whole picture. Okay, we cover this in our program. We talk about the personal macronutrient profile and how you need to have a unique profile for you because each of us are different. You may know this, you may not, 
but each of us have a slightly different insulin sensitivity. We have different correction factors, different insulin to carb ratios. We are not all the same and cannot be treated that way. Unfortunately, that's how a lot of the medical system treats us. You know, we're all the, the one to 10 insulin to carb ratio to start off and then we'll figure it out from there. Hopefully you don't go into a low or a high. But for right now, understanding that you have to take this into your own hands. You have to learn how to count carbs. That's part of the deal. Uh, and if you're not gonna count the carbs, find a way to do that. Could be your, um, the nutritional labels like I mentioned, it could be Googling, it could be jumping on some of the food apps and figuring out you know, how many carbs, fats, and proteins per this meal. But you have to find a way to know how much insulin to take. Now here's the, the backup issue with this, is that even if you take the exact amount of insulin that you need, you still might see lows and or highs. Why? The reason is that your insulin dosage timing also comes into play. Even if you get the exact carb count, know the exact amount of insulin, and you get that correct, you still might go low or high based on when you gave the dose of insulin. Now I can't give you medical advice on here, right? This is not uh, a coach-client relationship. This I'm not a doctor. Let's just throw that one in there for safety. But what I can tell you is that if you take your insulin too early, it can lead to a low blood sugar. If you take your insulin too late in relation to the food that you want to eat, it could lead to a high blood sugar. And so we have to look at when do we take the insulin and you know, do we pre-bolus, do we not? Do we extend the bolus? Do we split the bolus? There's a lot of different strategies that go into play here, but the first step is taking the right amount of insulin. How do you know if it's the right amount of insulin? Uh, you can obviously have to count your carbs or get the carb count. Kind of lost my train of thought there because I think my laptop turned on behind me. Totally did. There, you guys can see the date that I'm filming this. Um, so you take the proper amount of insulin, but in order to do so, get the carb count or get good at carb counting. Once you can do that, once you've established that as a routine, that's when you can look at insulin dosage timing, look at the pre-bolus and the dynamic approach that is required. Of course, different things affect the pre-bolus, right? Uh, total activity, different types of meals, uh, even different types of carbs. Like the carb count, you could have down pat, but think about 50 grams of carbs of salad or broccoli versus 50 grams of carbs of candy because Halloween's coming up for anybody who's listening to this episode on time. <laughs> you know, the salad versus the candy, which one's going to cause a blood sugar spike most likely? Probably the candy, which means we have to adjust the insulin timing separately for that. So different types of carbs in addition to different types of macronutrients we're looking at. And then that step three is of course the personalized macronutrient profile. So we got the carb count, make sure we're taking the right amount of insulin for those carbs. Then we have to look at the dosage timing. Is it earlier? Is it later? Then we're looking at the personalized macronutrient profile as a whole, okay? Your carbs and your fats and your proteins. It is a dynamic approach that is required here. You know, every meal cannot be treated the exact same. We have to look at this as uh, a day-by-day -day kind of thing, even a meal-by-meal -meal kind of thing. You think about having bacon, eggs, and cheese for breakfast versus uh, two bowls of cereal, vastly different approach is gonna be required, right? So, to recap, first step, get good at, or sorry, get the carb count or get good at counting carbs. Know how many carbs or just your plate. Look at your plate, what do I need to dose for this plate, okay? Get the exact number. The more precise you can be, the better your results will be. If you're just throwing insulin at it and hoping it's the right uh, amount and you're crossing your fingers and saying, hope I don't go low, hope I don't go high, you're gonna go low and high more often than not, 
right? Especially more often than you would had you counted appropriately. So take the time, put that work in. This is required, okay? This is uh, something we live with and this insulin can be pretty dangerous if we're dosing improperly. So first, how much do I dose? Let's get that dialed in. Next, when do I dose? Looking at the insulin dosage timing, the different strategies of splitting the dose, of extending the dose, um, playing around with different types of meals and how you can dose at separate times to isolate when that insulin needs to be utilized in order to see more stable and in-range blood sugars as you get more flexible with your dietary approach, right? We're not in this for restriction. I don't want you to give up your favorite foods just because you have diabetes. I think I ate like a whole pizza a couple days ago. <laughs> you don't have to give that up. Uh, and it was not low carb. It was not gluten-free. It was not any of these things, right? You can still have variety in your food. You just gotta know how to dose for it. So first step, how much to take insulin for food. Second step, when to take insulin for that type of food. And then third step, developing your personalized macronutrient profile. In other words, understanding the whole picture, the entire meal, not just the carbs, but the type of carbs, the types of proteins, types of fats, and adjusting insulin as necessary for that in order to see smooth, stable, and predictable blood sugars through any type of meal or snack or whatever you wanna do. This is how you do it. This is how you live that quote unquote normal life that we're all after. So you can finally enjoy food again, improve your relationship with food and actually enjoy it, okay? Now, of course, that's a lot of steps. Today we covered a lot. First step today, get the carb count or get good at counting carbs. That is your first step. Look at some food labels today. Google the food. Um, Go to the restaurant's website. Sometimes they have the carb counts, okay? Figure out the carb counts. Figure out what is on your plate so that you can start building a strategy around that. Of course, step two, when to take your insulin. That one's a bit trickier. You have to find a trusted source for that. That's something that we cover in our programs. You might be able to get some feedback from your doctor depending on, you know, if they're like super awesome or maybe not. But definitely want to look at first, how much do I take? Get that dialed in. When do I take it? Get that dialed in. Then looking at the whole picture, the personalized macronutrient profile, which is of course the method that we teach and that we came up with. If you want more info on any of those three steps, you can look on our YouTube channel, FTF Warrior, or you can just go directly to the source through the training that I did for you guys over at diabetesinaction.com. At that training, what you're gonna do is you're gonna plug in your email, gonna give you access to a private training that I did where I cover insulin dosing, insulin amounts, different types of foods. I actually talk about the personalized macronutrient profile and how insulin timing has to differ. I also talk a little bit about activity and exercise as well. Some of you may or may not find that helpful, but the food portion is also in that training. So go check it out. Register at diabetesinaction.com. And of course, if you have not already, be sure to subscribe, hit that subscribe button, like the podcast, comment on the podcast. I'll be covering different types of diets over the next few weeks. You guys are awesome. Have an amazing day and keep up the fight.